And uh, right at this point in time, we've got uh, Derek Davies on the line. Harder man to track down to find than the black-throated finch, I think, but it's a very good morning and a welcome to the program. Yeah, g'day, Greg, and uh, g'day to your listeners uh, out there. Yeah, look, uh, there's... Um, um, uh, for a lot of people, we hear things, you know, on the run, you know, uh, with the way life is lived these days. You hear a glimpse of something on the radio, a glimpse of something on the on the TV, and you never really get to check out or find out uh, too much about it. Now, um, when it comes to the um, uh, Adani gold mine, there's two things uh, holding it up, as far as I understand the uh, th- um, the business, and one of them is the water taken out of the aquifer at uh, Dungmabula Springs and uh, Malaluka Springs, and the other one is the black-throated finch. I- I'd like, if I could, to, um, uh, before we actually get to Dungmabula and the, and the importance of it um, in the scheme of things, uh, just to give us a bit of a road map to get there. Just say we're travelling from North Queensland, we head to Townsville, we head across to Charters Towers, we go the back way towards Claremont, and in transit to Claremont, tell us where we're going to turn off to get to the Carmichael Mine. Yeah, that's right. Well, uh, you might stop then at uh, Bellando Junction, yeah. uh, Servo there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, head over to Bellando, and soon after that, you, you hang a right. And, uh, you know, depending on the day, hopefully you haven't got the sun in your eyes because you're just going to drive directly west. Uh, and you're going to go in, you know, about an hour and a half. Just keep on following that that way right in west uh, until you get to the, the the hills there of the Great Divide uh, and the springs are sort of tucked in just over the hill. So we're around about an hour and a half off the highway, yeah? That's, that's the one. Yeah, that's a, that's a big heap of track they have to lay to get that coal out of that country to uh, match it up with a, with, with another... Uh, railway line, wouldn't it? Oh, it is. It's uh, you know, it's a, it's a whole new sort of kettle of fish. This for mining, it's it's way out. It's uh, a long way off the coast. You know, if they do manage to get it up, it'd be uh, you know, 400 k's roughly of of uh, rail uh, carriage. Uh, you know, everything costs money, and um, yeah, we'll see how they go. Now, um, just uh, uh, figuring out where where to turn coming off the Ballyando Springs, um, um, oh, Ballyando Springs, off the Ballyando Roadhouse and across the Ballyando River, and, and turning right. How far would that be from the Twin Hills turn off? Yeah, well, that's uh, about the same. Well, there's two ways to get into the Twin Hills, and I think you know maybe if people have been to Twin Hills, it's a great camp draft that happens uh, every year. You know, locals are friendly, and there's Lots of good things going on there, um, and so from the Bellyander, uh, so from the uh, Twin Hills turn off. Well, you might save yourself about twenty minutes, half an hour. Um, you know, once you get to Twin Hills. Um, right. You so you can actually, actually you can actually go in from the the Twin Hills turn off to um, Dungamabula Springs. Is that right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Well, yeah. Twin for folks who've been around there, Twin Hills uh, is is on the banks of the uh, Mistake Creek. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know that that uh, waters flow there from the the headwaters there around the state forest there at Claremont. For people have been up in the hills there. Yeah, yeah. It flows through uh, to Mistake Creek and keeps on going. So that's one of the major 
waterways there, and then the next one to your your west is your Beliando. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, you've. You, you've actually spent uh, quite a lot of time at Dungmabula Springs. It's quite uh, close to your heart. Tell us why um, it is so special. Well, I think uh, oh, the stories for me are long, uh, but, you know, springs historically have always uh, been close to uh, humans. And, uh, you know, history tells us that uh, across the globe, humans have settled around these springs, particularly in dry places. You know, there's many stories of oases uh, in in um, oh, you know the, the dry desert countries uh, in in Africa and so on. And uh, Australia is no different. People have been around and needing that water, particularly in the dry times. And uh, you know, so for for humans is one thing, but then also the species that rely on them, um, other than humans, uh, particularly all the you know endemic plant species that uh, that uh, have formed on those. Uh, and uh, for me, it is uh, it's an amazing space to be when you're out there, particularly in those really you know long dry years. Where there's been a few dry years strung together. And uh, everywhere else is, you know, bone dry and, uh, you know, everything's doing it tough. And then you go to the springs and it is just abundant with everything. It's loud, you know, it's green. Uh, and, you know, it's just a place to, to really kick back and to sort of go, yeah, this is what life's all about. Yeah. It's, um, it reminds, I haven't uh, been to Dungamabula Springs, but having seen the pictures on the, on the computer, it's um, like a similar type uh, environment to the Carnarvon um, uh, ranges in the park there. Yeah, well, that's uh, an area that I, that I haven't been, but um, I have heard similar stories. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, the land formation around there, like from, from basically... North of the springs, there's uh, Lake Buchanan. South of the springs, there's uh, Lake Galilee. So it's it's tucked into this area where you know when the water's on, it's uh, the good time. Mm. Uh, and then everything just sort of contracts back to these uh, springs and uh, really making them a special place. Now, if 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 the mine were to go ahead in in your mind, how, how much? Um, how much water would be taken out of that aquifer and, um, you know, would it actually drop? Does anybody know, would the, would the water level drop? It's a, uh, well, I dare say that it's a controversial topic, yeah, uh, yeah. no doubt. And, um, you know, there's the, uh, on one hand, you have what the, the company and its uh, paid investigators, uh, environmental consultants have said, and then there's pretty much uh, everybody else. And, uh, you know, there's a big divide in between those two parties. Yeah. Um, and so, unfortunately, the way that uh, things are structured in Queensland with legislation at the moment uh, in the Water Act, uh, as far as how much water will be taken, well, the, the company is allowed unlimited water. Um, you know, once they... Uh, start digging a hole for their mine, and this is for all new mines across the state. Um, you know, they can just be extracting uh, unlimited groundwater um, of what's called um, associated water. And uh, so we actually don't know. 
And uh, but but what is known is that uh, you know once they start digging there, they're going to be impacting into the uh, Great Artesian Basin. And uh, again, you know, there's uh, different versions of of how that how much will be impacted and how much the Great Artesian will be impacted, but it will be. And uh, and as far as these springs, then uh, you know the argument by the company is, oh, don't you worry about that. We're only going to uh, impact them a little bit, and uh, they'll be all right. So um, yeah, it's a bit hard to say. This, this is also a, um, a sacred site and a, and a site of uh, a great meaning to the uh, people of that uh, traditional owners of that particular uh, area. Have you had much uh, interaction with them at all? Indeed, I have. It's been uh, you know I'm not I'm not an Aboriginal man myself. Um, you know I come from uh, Sydney originally and then uh, in Brisbane, and uh, but I do a lot of work uh, out of. Uh, uh, throughout Queensland. Now then, the uh, the Wangan and Sangalingu people. Yeah, I've been uh, you know lucky enough to be working with them for many many years now, and through different parts of their country, and uh, I've been at the springs with them on many occasions. Uh, and I can tell you, it's uh, you know holds strong to their heart uh, and their desire to just you know make sure that place uh, stays stays good and uh, as a part of their culture in the, for many years to come. Now, look, uh, come election day, I believe you're going to actually be camped at uh, Dungmabula Springs. It's, it's, it's going to come and go and uh, you're not going to be impacted too much one way or the other, no? Well, you know, anywhere I can be away from electioneering, uh, <laughs> that's a good place. Uh, you know, so, yeah, this next week I'll be travelling uh, throughout Queensland, which will be good. I will be back, uh, you know, to vote, as we all uh, must. But, um, yes, I'll be out uh, in uh, Central West around the Springs uh, this next week. And, uh, you know, the weather looks good. And, you know, knowing that I was out there just uh, a couple of weeks back after all these rains that we've had, oh, the place is just looking smashing, you know, really, really good. Derek, I'd like to thank you uh, for your time right here on uh, Morning Focus. Uh, uh, your organisation, uh, your company that you work with is uh, Coast and Country and uh, we'd uh, like to have a yarn with you another time. Yeah, no worries, Greg, and uh, everyone out there listening, have a good day and, uh, yeah, I'll talk to you again.